Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Sleepy Knots podcast, the last episode of the year. How crazy is that? It's finally going to be the last episode of the year. Finally, we're going to bid adieu to 2020. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready for a new sleep story. This one is a little gem that I like to call Chris Evans gets a haunted doll. So before we start, what I want you all to do, just like always, is find a quiet space, take a deep breath, exhale all your cares and worries, and prepare to lose yourself in a silly sleep story. The timer on Chris Evans's oven chimed to let him know that his fish sticks were ready, and he leapt from the couch where he'd been laying for the past few hours watching YouTube videos of old people falling down. As he pulled out the tray filled with breaded fish treats from the oven, he heard the ring of his front doorbell. Was he supposed to have company today? He glanced down at his sweatpants and flip-flops and his short satin robe and hoped he hadn't forgotten something important. He grabbed his phone and checked his front door camera, and there sat a large white box, all alone, no courier. As he emerged from his front door to retrieve the box, he heard thunder echo off in the distance, and as the clouds gathered, the skies turned black. Wait, wasn't it just sunny, he asked himself? It was July in LA, and it never rains like this in California. He shrugged and dismissed it as he scooped up the box and brought it inside. Ooh, was this an early birthday present? What had he done to be so lucky to get this exciting surprise right in the middle of the week? It was a heavy wooden crate that had been painted white, and after some inspection, Chris Evans realized he was going to need a hammer to open the crate. The fact that there was no address information on the front, sides, or the back didn't even cross his mind. He was filled with excitement. He headed out the back door of his house to the shed in the back corner of his spacious yard, and as he reached the shed, he overheard more thunder and then rain unleashed on his head. The screeches of birds could be heard echoing through the skies over the thunder, and while it seemed unlikely that this was all because of the arrival of the box on his front step, he couldn't shake the feeling that maybe they were related, or maybe he was just being dramatic. He grabbed a hammer and headed back to the house with his bare toes splashing in the falling rain. In the front foyer of his house, he knelt next to the box and pried off the top. Inside was filled with packing peanuts, a second smaller wooden box, and an envelope with no writing on the outside. He opened the envelope and pulled out the letter inside. It started abruptly. I don't know how to tell you this other than to just say it. You were adopted. You were never told so as to protect you from your true identity, but the time has come for you to step into your destiny and become who you were meant to be. Your real name is Matthew St. Lawrence IV. Your family, your bloodline, have been tasked with one thing, containing the evil within this box. Matthew St. Lawrence I was the head monk of a monastery in the hills of Constantinople, and when he heard word of a demon plaguing a local family, he made his way down the mountain to help them. He returned a week later, having lost half an ear, part of his lip, and most of his resolve to help humankind. But also with him, he had the enclosed item, and he locked it away, making sure that its evil was never again unleashed on the world. His son after him, and his son after him, and his son after him, which would be you, 
have dedicated their lives to containing the demon attached to this item. Chris Evans read and reread the passage scrawled on the letter, and once the shock had worn off, he had only one reaction. It's finally happening, he shouted to his empty house. I've found my purpose! Chris Evans had always felt deep down in his soul he was meant for greater things. He was more than just a pretty face and great hair and blue eyes that made men and women alike melt and a sense of humor that no one could resist. He always had known he'd been a beacon of light in the darkness of the world and he was not going to let down the men, the men of his family he had not known about, that had come before him. He dug through the packing peanuts and pulled out a smaller box. Again, prying the lid off with his hammer, he pulled out a small glass case. Inside was a teddy bear type of stuffed thing, no bigger than a Pomeranian. It had long ago lost its eyes, and he couldn't tell what color it had been originally, but now it was a sickening color of black and green, probably from decades of rotting inside the case. As he gazed at the small, eyeless doll, he heard whispers that tickled the insides of his ears, and while he couldn't make out what the voices were saying, he knew it was pure evil. He set the box down and noticed a second letter taped to the bottom of the smaller one. More instructions scrawled on the paper and numbered. Number one, never, underlined twice, open this box under any circumstances. Two, never let this box leave your sight. Three, find a priest who will bless this box twice monthly to keep the evil at bay. Four, when you are close to death, only then will you pass this on to your son and he will continue the task that has been asked of you today. Chris Evans slipped off his flip-flops and robe and ran to grab his phone, frantically dialing a number that he knew by heart. Hi, honey, how are you? Your dad was just saying I should call and see if you wanted to come for dinner this week. I have something to ask you, Janice. Chris, why are you calling me Janice? Why didn't you tell me I was adopted? What are you talking about? You're not a- I'm adopted and you didn't even have the guts to tell me. You and Robert should have told me a long time ago. Chris, have you been drinking? Don't be ridiculous. You're not adopted. You and your brother are like twins. You look so much alike. Your father literally filmed you coming out of me when you were born. Lies! I can't stand the lies anymore, Janice. I never want to see any of you fake family again. Chris! And with that, he hung up on the woman he had always known as his mother. He shook with anger at the knowledge that his true greatness had been kept from him for so long. He could have been dedicating his life to learning all about the evil attached to this wretched doll and walked the path of righteousness and then threw it in Chris Hemworth's stupid handsome face that he was, once and for all, the better Chris. Chris Evans suddenly remembered his fish sticks and heard his stomach growl. He wandered into the kitchen while he furiously googled everything related to haunted dolls, the St. Lawrence family, and demons. He popped greasy stick after greasy stick into his mouth and he licked his fingers as he read on and on about haunted dolls and demons and monks and mystery. The excitement grew within him. As he polished off the last stick, his doorbell rang. He checked his phone and there stood a man in a courier at the door. He clicked the little green icon on the screen and through the speaker on the front door, he asked, Can I help you? 
Uh, good morning, sir. I believe I mistakenly delivered a box to you this morning that was meant to go to your your neighbor, and I see it's not here now, so can you give it back so I can bring it to the right person? Chris Evans felt all of the air leave his lungs and a great sadness envelop him. I'll be right there, he said, and headed to repack up the package that, as it turns out, did not, in fact, hold his destiny, but that of his neighbor, his asshole neighbor, probably. Which neighbor, he wondered. How come he didn't deserve this? Just as he bent down to put all of the items back in the wooden crate, he felt his phone slip from his greasy fish stick fingers, and he watched in horror as his brand new iPhone 12 flew from his grip and smashed through the glass that held the rotting haunted doll. Oh no, oh, oh God. A putrid smell filled the air and he tried not to puke up all of the fish sticks he had just scarfed down. He panicked trying to figure out what he should do. Fuck it, he thought as he pulled the crusty thing from the pile of shattered glass and shook it off. He shoved it along with the two letters it had come with back into the large crate and hammered it shut as best he could. He flung the door open and as he tried to shove the crate at the courier, he saw the man's face twist up in disgust as the smell of pure evil hit him. I, uh, I, I farted, you know, uh, fish sticks, man, I don't know, they, sorry, Chris Evans said as he slammed the door. His mind raced. What had he done? Had he just undone all the good that the St. Lawrence family had done for generations? As he stood with his back to the closed door, he heard the squealing of tires and a blood-curdling scream. Metal on metal on concrete, scraping and crunching. He knew just outside something horrible had happened. But if he wasn't the chosen one, then that wasn't his problem, technically, technically speaking. If he wasn't the keeper, then he was just regular old Chris Evans, and he didn't need to deal with whatever was happening outside. Hopefully the demon went wherever the doll went, and it wasn't hanging around, and, and Chris Evans was willing to bank on that fact after many, many viewings of all of the Annabelle movies. He started to worry, but when he did, he felt the crease between his eyes, and the last thing that Chris Evans needed was worry lines on his perfect money-making face. So he did what he had always done in times of crisis. He took a deep breath. He shook away all of the negativity and the bad feelings. And he looked in the mirror and he said, God damn it, man, you are Chris Evans and you can do anything. He heard the sirens from afar and plugged his ears and said, la 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 la, not my fault. I'm not going to feel bad about it. And skipped back to his living room to lay back down on the couch and continue where he had left off, watching videos of old people falling down. The end. And that's it for this week. You can tell a certain somebody may have watched a bunch of the Annabelle movies back to back over the last week, which, um, you know. Eh, not great, not terrible. I don't know. I'm torn on the whole haunted doll thing. I think it's an interesting concept. I think it was, uh, Eh, I don't know. I don't know. Time will tell. Maybe I own a haunted doll and I don't even know it. <laughs> Maybe you do. Who knows? Who are we to say? Anyway, that's it for this week. If you guys are bored, feel free to go pick up my 
new book, Kindred Secrets. It's spooky-ooky like this story, but does not have a haunted doll, so sadly. Um, available now on Amazon. Check AaronPotterPlow.com for new merch. Well, I shouldn't say new merch. For merch, there's no, there's no new merch up yet. I'm sorry, that was misleading. Um, and when I talk to you again, when you hear my voice again, it's going to be 2021. And this cursed year, like that cursed doll, will no longer be any of our problems, hopefully. So until we meet again, <laughs> I hope everyone sleeps well. <laughs>